Welcome to The Source for Accelerated Learning. It's The Mission Daily. I'm Chad Grill, CEO of The Mission. And I'm Ian Faison, the Chief Content Officer of The Mission. It is a wonderful day here, and we've got another episode for you. We're going to dive deep into an important topic. It is unethically creating value and making more money. What is that about? It's the big E. It's the entrepreneurship. Big e. entrepreneurship. Doing more with less, uh, moving resources around from areas of low yield to high yield, and generally doing cool stuff in the world, not being afraid to get paid for it if you've created the appropriate value. But before we do that, let's give a little shout out. Shout out to Audible. They are our exclusive sponsor of The Mission Daily. You can get a free audiobook when you go to audible.com slash the mission or text the mission to 500-500. Actually, you know, you could get some audiobooks that we love on entrepreneurship, some of the best out there. We'll leave them in the show notes. That's a little teaser. There are so many different books on entrepreneurship and each one, listen to it on the commute and you can't ask for anything better. You really can't. Okay. So what are we talking about with entrepreneurship? Let's do a little, uh, go back to our friend Miriam Webster with a <laughs> definition that I think both makes us giggle a little bit. So Miriam says, and Webster, say that entrepreneurs are one who organizes, manages, and assumes the risks of a business or enterprise. Again, I, these are just like, these definitions are so lame. It's super lame and it makes no sense. The only part that I kind of like is uh, that risk is involved in it, but yeah. the rest of it is mostly garbage. And then we would look at how they define risk and be yeah, inc incredibly disheartened. But And not, not to rag on the good people at Merriam-Webster, but this is not at all what an entrepreneur is. And so what we wanted to do today was to show how entrepreneurship and value creation map into accelerated learning, which is what we're talking about in these 10 episodes. So... A good way of looking at this is that in episode one, we were talking about DE, direct the, experience, the DE, right? So how direct experiences can come from travels, which we've talked about, and how creativity can be learned through that. And so this next step, this next evolution, this next principle of accelerated learning, which is entrepreneurship, is taking some of those ideas and the creativity and the things that you've been creating and kind of bringing those to life and actually speaking them out loud to other people. And that type of learning is really, really important. And so we're going to give you three tips that can make you a better entrepreneur. And the most important part here is ethically. These tips are going to help you ethically create more value, make more money, and let's jump into it. Tip number one, radical missions start from simple memes. Did you say memes? I said memes. So what, what's meme? The best way, let's really boil it down. The simplest and most effective form of an idea. So the cool thing about memes is they are traditionally considered something that can be passed from person to person and quickly permeate throughout a culture. And we see these online. So whether you're talking about a GIF or an idea or a phrase, the internet makes it pretty easy to pass memes around. But what a lot of people don't realize is that passing around memes verbally in the real world is that's actually how businesses uh, get started. That's how they grow. That's how people sell things. That's how they get allies. And it's easy to think that you need a really complicated way to explain things or get a new client or you know get a raise. But in reality, 
All you need is the simplest and most effective form of an idea, your idea. So an example of this in real time would be, as Chad knows, I love to cook. Yes. I've got a recipe for a new dish. It's going to be delicious. It's going to be crispy. And it's going to be a a special type of chicken. I'm going to do something a little different. It's the way I fry it. It's going to be totally different, right? Just an idea, and I'm going to start verbalizing that. I'm going to say, hey, I think I got this new recipe. Is that really a radical idea? Like, not so much. It's just a new recipe. But if I were to go to someone and say, hey, I have, I have a really, really good recipe, they're like, well, what's your training? What's your experience? What, what can, well, how, how can you have this? Did you go to chef school? Did you do whatever? It's like, no, just kind of mess around in my kitchen. I got something great. This type of like idea is something that would be really hard to kind of convince your friends unless if it was like complex or like, well, I took all of the cardamom and all these different spices. But the idea of if you could make a simple way of like, it tastes really good, this is it. That would be in a way to kind of verbalize this idea as a meme. Tastes really good. It's better than the alternative that you're used to. Anchor it to something familiar. And yeah, you've got a meme to get people to try it. So number two, Colonel Sanders there. Um, Number two. So this is a really exciting tip because it's easy to think that you need a lot of people to back an idea or a lot of people to support you. In most cases, you just need to start with one and just focus on one champion at a time. So find a single champion for your idea. And the example story here that I love the site that we're going to do for both this tip and the next one is Seinfeld. So if you've seen Seinfeld, that is an entrepreneurial feat in and of itself. So it's created by obviously Jerry Seinfeld. And when he first pitched the show to NBC, the pilot was rated as mediocre. It didn't even get considered at first. He didn't really make any progress until he found a single champion inside NBC, Rick Ludwin. And the thing about Ludwin that's interesting, he didn't even work in the comedy department. So what his job was, was to handle variety shows and specials. So basically like two things that... uh, don't get a lot of like shine or airtime, not really the two most glamorous um, portions of television. And when the Seinfeld pilot finally did get acquired, uh, it didn't take off and NBC didn't want to reorder. And Ludwin actually went to them, lobbied really, really hard, found four hours, cut out half hour time slots, and then had to put together budget from all these other disparate budgets just to fund more episodes. And he Ludwin took a risk and it paid off for him really, really well. Obviously, like Seinfeld has turned into a big hit, but it also led Ludwin to later discover a little show called The Office. And that happened because Seinfeld started with one champion. Nobody else wanted it. Another reason why this is important is because it's really hard to just be the champion of yourself. Like if you're constantly the person who's... You're too close to it. Yeah, like, oh, I, you know, I have this idea, I have this idea, and you're having, and you're telling everybody and nobody kind of buys in, it's, you're just not going to be as effective. But if you have a champion, it's like, you know, I've tried Ian's chicken. Testimonials. Pretty, pretty darn good. And in fact, I, I like it so much that I'm actually going to go work with him on this. I think that this could be something. Like, just think of how much different that is to have someone, especially like an internal champion like Seinfeld had. It's huge. It really is. It's, it, it takes uh, you from being the one crazy person to 
two people with with proof and then from there obviously you can go through to three and four people and i have a question shoot. so do you know if seinfeld if they were saying it was a show about nothing in the in the pilot i think so yeah i mean uh, that's, that's like the perfect meme right it, it it is boiled down to the simplest unit for, for sure that's uh and that brings us to tip three which is start embarrassingly small and that's you're always going to be embarrassed. There's famous quotes, Reed Hoffman, that you're going to be embarrassed by the first version of your product. And if you didn't weren't embarrassed, you shipped too late, that type of thing. And starting small is interesting because that's where the real action is. That's where the rubber hits the road. And with the Seinfeld pilot, Ludwin ordered it. He didn't get a big yes from NBC. They just ordered four episodes when he finally put all the budget together. And Seinfeld would remark about that, that you know, if you get six episodes, if a, so if a network orders six episodes of your show, that's like a slap in the face. And NBC ordered just four. So it's it would be so, so easy. Crazy. Yeah, it would be so easy for Jerry to just like stop at that point or be like, I'm going back to stand up. That's, uh, it's just an embarrassment. But instead, he jumped in, he took it seriously, and he had started with a meme, nothing, and went to get a single champion, and then he didn't really care that he started embarrassingly small. He just took it very seriously and then executed until, boom, starts to take off. And it's really a testament, I think, to having belief in the thing that you're creating that has a ton of value. And this is what goes back to value creation and entrepreneurship. Ultimately, the point of it all is to create something extremely valuable, something that is new, something that's novel, something that you are bringing into the world. And that's what entrepreneurs do. And that's why Merriam-Webster has a bad <laughs> definition is because it's not about someone who organizes or manages and assumes the risk. It is someone who is bringing something new to this world. And that successfully creates value. That's the part that gets left out. Yeah, people, it's, there's a big tendency to push. It's okay to, to fail, like nonstop. And yeah, that's true. But at a certain point, you want to succeed. Success is the goal and it's okay. But this definition and a lot of definitions of entrepreneurship confuse what the value creation actually is. Yeah. And it's not about starting the company or whatever it is. There's entrepreneurial people and endeavors that are all over the world inside and outside of companies that they're doing these things. It's not always kind of talked about. Why do you think that is? I think because people don't want, people are really excited about the idea of like a title that puts them in a hierarchy that's above others that are outside or gets them access to like a secret club or, you know, they're an entrepreneur and everybody else is a, a dumb employee. And th those stereotypes are just like so, so damaging because they prevent people from collaborating when there are so many different employees at the, you know, the quote unquote employees at companies that create way more value than the majority of entrepreneurs. Like the majority of, again, quote unquote, entrepreneurs and small business owners either fail or they don't, their businesses don't take off. And meanwhile, there are plenty of executives and established people and companies that create millions and millions of dollars in value in new creations, new inventions, new patents. So it's, uh, you know, this isn't like, I'm not tarnishing either side. I'm just saying that the reality is more complicated. If we can get past the titles and see everybody as a potential collaborator, I think that's where it gets really exciting. So everybody's a potential entrepreneur. And even if you're you know, a full-time employee, it's you are what you're going to consider yourself to be. 
And we are going to talk a ton about entrepreneurship, startups. Uh, we talk about it a ton in the mission yeah. uh, at themission.co, where you can sign up for our award winning newsletter. Daily newsletter. Uh, but we talk a bunch about entrepreneurship. We have tons of content about it. But the idea of we just wanted to share this principle as part of accelerated learning and that it is so important to value creation. And that is important when you're learning and growing every day. Because if you're not creating value, it's not great. No, life's more fun when you're creating value. It's rewarding. So tip one, get the mean. Tip two, find a single champion. And tip three, don't be afraid to start embarrassingly small. That's it. And we will see you next time. Yeah, talk soon. Later. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word, and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.